You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to talk about festivals again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even ones that we didn't officially attend. That is right. We'll get into what exactly happened here. But the main focus of this week's episode is Welcome to Rockville, which just occurred in Daytona, Florida. Two of us were originally planning to attend it and a different combination of us were eventually able to watch the vast majority of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really funny how that worked out. Yeah. I'll let Casey take it from here because he can explain exactly what I'm talking about here. Yeah. So <laughs> originally, All Elite Wrestling was going to have two events in St. Louis on November 5th and 6th. They were going to have a live rampage on Friday and then pay-per-view on Saturday. And we had tickets to go to rampage already shout out to our friend Jarrett. that's right <laughs> and uh aaron and i were going to uh buy tickets and attend the live pay-per-view and then aw decided to move it a week because there was ufc pay-per-views and boxing, boxing pay-per-view yeah. and there was another pay-per-view as well so they didn't want four pay-per-views going all at the same time so they moved it and bumped it up a week so that was dashed. We were going to make a, a huge week of it. We were going to do the pay-per-view one week, and then we were contemplating Aaron and I going to Rockville live, and we were just going, he was going to come to St. Louis, we we're going to do the wrestling thing, he was going to chill there for a couple of days, and then we were going to drive down to Florida and attend Rockville. And so that didn't happen, <laughs> but I was able to still attend not only one rampage, but two rampages in a row, and then uh, see the live pay-per-view in Minneapolis and visit my good friend Chan that uh, haven't seen in like six years. So that was a lot of fun. It turned out to be a great weekend for you anyway, even with our original plans canceled. Yes. And Full Gear, you got to see such a fantastic show. Shout out to Hangman Adam Page for fulfilling his three-year destiny at that yes. pay-per-view. <laughs> that was that was honestly one of the most high art moments I've ever seen in wrestling. And I've been a fan of that stuff since I was a small child. Yeah. And then you and I got to see uh, the CM Punk Eddie Kingston build for the, uh, their fight at the pay-per-view. And then I got to see that live. And that was that was awesome. That was one of the highlight matches. And uh, MJF versus Darby Allen was a great opening match to kick off the show that was actually probably one of my favorite matches of the night and uh they just put on a clinic there and uh all sorts of other craziness there with uh the young bucks and Kristen cage and their uh no holds barred street fight (laughs) oh yeah with uh jurassic express so so you had a great weekend and while you were doing that Dan and I ended up getting to see the show that we almost went to. Yeah, it was really funny because you would. I don't know if it was necessarily you told me or maybe I saw it online, but somewhere Mm. I saw that it was going to be streamed. They were going to stream this whole concert. And I didn't realize it started on Thursday. And I do appreciate our chat because you sent me a message saying, man, grandson's killing it. I was like, what? No fucking way. I'm missing it. (laughs) Oh, crap. So I start scrambling. I find my phone. I download the Twitch app real quick and I get I get it pulled up and I'm watching on my phone. And I got I got to catch like the last three songs of his set. But, man, okay. you know, I'm telling you what, it was an incredible weekend of music. And we kind of wanted to say this, that I can't thank the people that put this together enough, because even though I wasn't there, I had a just a, a great, great weekend experience of music. And, uh, well, you know, obviously we're going to talk about that in detail here soon, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that I can't, you know, I, I have kids. I can't really just up and go to Daytona. I, I had the money <laughs> to like, we can, we can afford it, but you know, I, we had the time I can take off work, but I, I can't just be like, Hey mom, watch our kids again here for like five days again. <laughs> yeah so it's it's 
amazing when you're able to still see those types of events and be a part of it or feel like you're a part of it uh, when, you, you know, you're, you're a parent and you still have responsibilities and things to do. Um, even though my mom did actually take them for one day, I will say that that was that made my Saturday <laughs> incredible. So what I actually was able to throw the uh, concert up on my big screen and turn oh. the surround sound on. And it felt like we were there, except I, I had better, uh, better seats. Yeah, um, like a front row cause, seat. Yeah, because I was on my couch. I could, you know, just walk to the bathroom and not have it smell like a Johnny. Um, and, and then <laughs> um, I could see without having, you know, tall ass jackasses like KC in front of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except I'm not the one in front of you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just joking. You're, when we I go know. to concerts, you're definitely behind me. But. <laughs> now, I, I'm, I'm I'm five six, so like, if if I'm at a concert where there's I don't know, how many people you think were there, Aaron? I mean, th- there's probably a good I 50, really don't know forty thousand. Like there was a ton of people in between. It was in, in the a, middle of that that uh, it was speedway. a lot, yeah. And so like, I'm not going to be able to see the stage if I'm standing back there. There's no half and way. There's just like. <laughs> So that's what I thought was incredible, like just being able to be a part of it. And I, I mentioned this yesterday on the the uh, the podcast that we we're that we we're doing. The show was great seeing it streamed, but it would not have been anywhere near the same if those bands were not playing in front of fans. Right. And so oh, it's yeah. just it's awesome to be back at a at a point where we are at least able to somewhat get to a point where you know they have these live shows. Now, from what I understand, there was absolutely no regulations regarding COVID in this festival. So hopefully a ton of people don't get sick from it. Yeah. But time will tell. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah. But it was outside. So that's the one Redeeming plus part. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was it. That was, it was outside. That's it. There's a fucking ton of people and it was raining and colds or not cold, but uh, it's raining a couple of days. So, yeah, it was uh Good luck to those people. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, and this is what's funny, because I'm not going to be able to add a ton more to this conversation, but it was hilarious being in Minnesota and <laughs> having my phone blow up on a regular basis. So, <laughs> hey, are you checking out this band right now? Oh, my God, that was a great set. Holy shit, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this song. band is covering this song, man. <laughs> right. We were just paying. We're just paying you back from all the yes, all the, all pictures, the videos all the pictures and pictures I send. Yeah, yeah. From the other shows and from the wrestling shows, we're just keeping it, you know, keeping it alive. <laughs> but that's that's what added to the experience is that you know not only was I able to sit here and watch it with my wife who enjoys music, but I was able to to share that experience with Aaron who I knew was watching it on the stream, and so <laughs> we were going back and forth because both you and I love music and we both have a, a passion for learning about new bands and mm-hmm. this festival yeah. turned us on to so many great bands and it, it was, it was really awesome. I, 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 like I said, I just can't thank the people that put this together enough. Uh, the Twitch for streaming it. It was, it was just a fucking great weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to, to Twitch for doing that to Danny Wimmer presents uh, the major rock festival promoter. Um, that allowed for that to go on for the bands that allowed that to go on. There yes. were some bands that management did not and no judgment on them. That's fine. But we really appreciate the ones that did let them do it. And shout out to um, Space Zebra and our friend uh, Bees, <laughs> who uh, who was one of the hosts of of the show in between sets. And also those cameramen. This was I don't yes. know. I'm not that familiar with Twitch streaming. If you are, you probably know that to get high quality concert footage live is not a common thing yeah. to get four full days of it. Like these shows were from like two or something in the afternoon until like 10 at night. A lot at most of the time. Yeah. Like it was full days of shows. I don't know if it's unprecedented or not, but it's certainly very rare. And so we were super hyped about that for four days. I mean, yeah, yeah. normally these concerts are just three days, but yeah, the fourth was just, an, it, it was, it was, that was what's crazy. Cause like by Sunday, I think you had said this earlier before we had started recording that like by Sunday, there was just so much music that we had seen. And I was just like, man, I don't know how that could be topped. Like Saturday to me was like the mountaintop of, of everything. Like it was just the highlight, my headlining day. <laughs> and so like, you know, there were a couple bands that I wanted to see on Sunday and I almost felt like I didn't give them enough chance because I was just so 
like I'm almost like worn, almost out. worn out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's over. You know, but on Saturday, like, because I'm not gonna lie, like when I had the the stuff up on the big t- big screen, I had the surround sound going. I got up and I jumped around and sh- I got into it. You know, like I yeah. wanted to feel part of it without actually, you know, getting rubbed on by somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Like I was wilding out in my living room for some of those sets. Yeah, just, exactly. Energy. So let's let's. Do you want to go ahead and get into them? Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll do a couple of quick ones because you like you mentioned, you didn't catch up on Thursday until grandson before he played. I got to see a couple of really good sets. One was by Teenage Wrist, which I've, we've talked about in multiple previous episodes, so I won't yeah. I won't dwell there. But and, they, and we they, saw them live recently as well. Yeah, yeah. And they they put on another great performance. I also saw a set from a band called Dead Sarah that's been around for a while. They had a song called The Weatherman that was kind of a big deal for a number of years ago. And I had forgotten about them, but they came back with a solid album this year. And their set was was fun. People compare. They covered Blur. Anybody who covers Blur makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see them because they're going to be on uh, Shiprocked. And so I was really curious about them. The comparison people made for them was it was some some kind of combination of Janis Joplin, the White Stripes and Nirvana. And so I think that was pretty fascinating. I think she she had sort of that Nirvana kind of energy and definitely some Joplin vibes, which is pretty cool. Okay. So that was a good one. Then we got to grandson where, where you, yeah. you were able to hop on there. My, my son Dean was <laughs> getting annoyed by me because I turned it on. I was like, Dean, look, it's grandson. He's like, yeah, whatever, dad, I'm doing, <laughs> I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, playing with my tablet, dad. Yeah. He's like six now. He doesn't give a crap about anything <laughs> I do. And so like, like, I was, I was like, I was annoying the crap. I was like, dude, he's playing this song. He's like, yeah, dad. Okay, great. <laughs> like <laughs> he didn't care you know who yeah, else didn't seem to care I was super excited <laughs> you know who else didn't seem to care about grandson's performance for a while was the crowd and that's not for lack of trying on grandson's part but it took a while for people to really start feeling it on these shows yeah grandson for one i'm pretty sure that dude drank like 42 red bulls before the show started <laughs> <laughs> he was pure energy he didn't win most energy of the day i will or, or weekend i will say that 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 we'll talk about that later but... yeah yeah <laughs> but the, i mean he yes. was savage on the audience just being like you guys are gonna be here you need to be up and at him and he was right and his set was full of energy so again it was definitely not his fault it was just it seemed to take some people some time to acclimate and to really start getting into this and that, that happened literally every day i would say by the end of the day people were pretty hyped but i think it depended on the stage too yeah. that could like, be as well there was from what i understand there was two main there was four stages total but there was two main stages and then there was like one where there was like kind of mediocre bands and then there was one where there was just like a whole bunch of no name bands playing and to and to grandson's credit he did get them into it more and more as the show yeah. went on but it took some effort and like i said he was savage on them <laughs> yeah he blew it up at the you know by the end of the set everybody was into it jumping around and stuff did you catch dorothy after that Yes, I they were wow, they were great. She was yeah. she was fantastic singer, like just great stage presence. She had fantastic voice. I had never heard of this band and they've got me looking into them more after seeing them live. Kind of a southern rock style. Yeah. Very blues influenced. Uh so yeah, they were, they were great. Casey, I think I'd sent a text to you, Casey. Yeah. Like, oh man, you're gonna love this band. You gotta check them out. Yeah. I think I think she had some of that uh, Lizzie Hale energy going on there. So I don't what did, did Hannah see that one? What did she think? Yes. Of that one? Yeah, she loved it. She, you know, like you said, it was uh, definitely some comparisons to Lizzie Hale. I mean, she's not a huge blues influence type. Yeah, uh, she's not into the blues type music. But yeah, um, yeah, she was watching it with me at that at that point, because the very next band was uh, Brass Against. <laughs> there was <laughs> before we go any further on that, I do want to note. There was just so Thursday was a day full of of women singing bands because even before Dead Sarah, there was Sick Brain and a couple others that performed. So you had literally had five or six acts that were streaming, not quite consecutively, but all day it was it was ladies night or ladies day. That was kind of the theme of the weekend, though. I mean, there were either bands with women in them or bands with front, like a lot, you know, the whole bands were women um, or there was just like front, you know, women fronted bands. So I think it's just kind of a sign of the times that there's just a lot of women bands out there that are making a name for themselves. Yeah. And and make a name for themselves. They did in the case of one way or another. Yeah. So so. Um, I don't really know where we want to go with this. I will give backstory as to who they are. Brass Against is a musical collective that does you know rock music with horns, hence the brass part. 
And they started out as essentially a cover band of Rage Against the Machine and, and artists of their era and ilk, hence their name. And what's what's interesting is you've been a really huge fan of theirs for a really long time. I've pushed them for a while for, for the itch and to play and, and whatnot. And because I, I think what they do is very interesting. And what they did at this particular festival was particularly interesting. So I'll, I'll just say this. So like, you know, we were enjoying their set. My wife and I were definitely loving the music. I thought their covers were great. And I even love their original stuff. And so she started talking about peeing on somebody and you know at, at, at first i thought it was a joke and granted she straight up said she had to pee and I, I get it you know you're out on stage who knows where the hell those bathrooms are if there's a bathroom nearby but nasty porta potty somewhere around a, there yeah there's a time and a place everybody knows if you're going on stage you go pee beforehand duh <laughs> just like you know going to a movie like you're, when i go to a, see a band that i want to see i'm fucking going pee before i go see them <laughs> right anyway so she literally just, I guess, points at a dude and she's like, can I pee on you? And this guy said, sure. And so this is like, the Cliff's Notes version of the story. Yeah. So, we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Well, so no, the, this is exactly what I was going to say. So like, I, I didn't know what had happened. Like they started playing a song and then my mom called me. Right. Concert went on. Aaron said something in our chat about this lady just got mad weird. And I, I didn't she think did. much of it because <laughs> I, I knew she was talking about it and i was like yeah no she's definitely weird for talking about it. i get it no that's that's definitely weird for talking about it as much as she did before yes. even what happened next and so to to just real to touch base on it so cypress hill by the way at the end of the night finished off with a fucking great set they played like all their greatest hits they were on point they had a phenomenal closing set and i i, I was jumping around banging my head and had that shit blaring when my kids were trying to sleep i didn't care <laughs> suffer the consequences tomorrow for this yes yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I we're rocking out to cypress hill tonight exactly <laughs> so that next day I, I wake up and i'm you know ch- checking my social media and my chats and stuff and somebody posted in one of the chats he's like hey did anybody at the concert get to see that guy get peed on i'm like what i replied it did she go through with it and he said yeah and then somebody was kind enough to post a picture in that chat. <laughs> and then you sent it in our in our text chain, and I'm in Minnesota, and I see this, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? And it- <laughs> what a terrible way to wake Casey up. <laughs> I, yeah, so I basically sent the picture and was like, is this, is this the mad weird you're referring to? Is this too mad weird for you? So... So I was, it, it, yeah, that the answer is, yeah, yes, <laughs> I was, I thought she was weird just for talking about it that much. I'm like, you're, you're a brass, you know, rebel music cover band. Just like, why are we doing this? Cause it was, it literally was like between multiple songs that she just kept coming back to this. I'm like, yeah. dude, if you have to pee, your band just does tool go. covers, yeah, put on an exactly. eight minute tool song, let it be an instrumental and go somewhere. That's what I'm, that <laughs> was my same exact thought. <laughs> <laughs> you have an excuse built into your band's identity. But anyway, so about the time your mom called, what happened was um, the Twitch stream cut back over to the, <laughs> you know, to the commentators doing their thing. And they didn't really explain why. <laughs> and come later to find out it was because they could not show on Twitch what was happening at that moment. And so that was the end of their set as far as the stream went. The, the Twitch stream went. Yes. That makes the sense. The stream cost them their stream. Put it that way. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so that was something wild. So they had to kind of scramble. Fortunately, those guys had backup plans in case something did have to get cut off, you know, mid set. And so they put on some other stuff. And then, you know, and then there was time for whoever the next band was after that but that that was uh that was a mess so i was checking our accounts while i'm in minnesota visiting my friend just because i was wanting to kind of see pictures of stuff that was happening or or not that well no not 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 of that i didn't know i didn't know that that happened until dan dan sent that anyway so you're welcome well and then i was confused so i wanted to further kind of see what was going on and i log into our twitter account and it's like holy shit that's a lot of responses holy shit that's a lot of likes <laughs> we were so we, trending <laughs> we were pretty much trending this was the probably the closest the it has come to going viral on twitter because i made a comment um so i had been tweeting usually about one comment per band throughout the day something to of what they were doing and what i tweeted was that their set got cut off of the Twitch stream 
because they couldn't find the line between provocative and trashy. And people had thoughts about that. And news outlets, after finding out that the incident had happened, picked up a little bit. On, we were They were using that tweet as one of the examples of people reacting to what had happened. That and when they, the they responded. Respond. Yeah. And the band responded. They said, that is, uh, that's not who we are. They said, we're truly sorry. That's not who we are as a band. Which they then deleted because they, I, I'm, I'm guessing that they had disagreements about what they were as a band. Yeah, they, um, they've had some pretty flip floppy mixed kind of signals they've been sending about how they truly feel about that. Or if they're even on the same page, I don't know what's going on there. I, I don't know what to make of them right now, to be honest. Yeah. And, and then the rumors have also come out that it's, you know, the whole thing was a publicity stunt in the first place. And it's not, I mean, obviously it's, it's worked out in the sense that it's given them uh, fame a little bit. Cause that's what everybody was talking about on Saturday. But uh, the, some at the same time, from what I understand, like they've also been dropped from a couple of uh, events too. So, you know, yeah. it, it's a double-edged sword. It, it really is. is. And, and even though, like I said, this is, it's it's hard for me, and, and maybe we shouldn't go too much into judgment on the action itself. But no, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not here to judge. That's not my. It is what it is. It, they were two consenting adults that obviously consented to do it, but it's one thing to do it in front of everybody. I, yeah, you can turn away, but there's 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 kids at that show and shit. Like, I don't, I don't personally take my kids to a concert because I know what I've seen at concerts before, um, but some idiots do so you just have to keep that in mind <laughs> and none the all all that to say you know i we ended up deleting that post just because it's this is a lesson i've seen and now we learned it firsthand on the internet how hostile things get so quickly that and i also didn't want to be associated with i mean because i don't know like i didn't think it was that big of a deal to say to, to put what i said i thought i was actually quite factual and tame and tame overall the people were well, saying I, far yeah. worse i agree with what you said that their actions caused them to cut their twitch feed short yeah that's just but straight news reporting. from what i understand there were also follow-up comments and i wouldn't have gotten into the comments because i i i'm not going to sit there and argue with idiots on the internet nothing's going to change anybody's opinion and i yeah. didn't i met mo really like I, I replied to a couple things and then i started replying a couple things with just like memes of like trying to lighten the mood yeah. And then I was just like, none of this matters. Cause it was like, you had people making like attacks on the band and then you had people making attacks on us and you had people making attacks on each other just because you disagree. They disagreed with a perception of something. It's right. like, okay. So basically here's how it goes. Oh, what they did was disgusting. Oh, what they did was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> you are a prude. If you think what they did was disgusting, you are a pervert. If you think what they did was fantastic, <laughs> yes. that's the entirety of the comments to that. Yeah, so it was stupid and it was it's just going in circles now, and, you know, so it had to go. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, I will say that it did. It did drive some interesting conversations in the, a couple of the chats that I was in, because it's really surprising that she didn't get charged with a misdemeanor. Like that's that yeah. is public and, you know, exposure and, or yeah. indecency or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and if and a lot of people in the chat just make, kind of made the question like, well, if that was a male singer peeing on somebody, do you think that they would have been arrested? Because I probably would think that that would have been the case. It's definitely possible. I mean, this kind of stuff, you know, shock things have happened in concerts. There's this part of rock and roll yeah. history. I don't I don't think nearly as much of that stuff. Hap Maybe I'm wrong. You can let me know if I'm wrong, but I don't think that stuff happens nearly as much in modern day with for one the advent of cell phones and then also you know at something this big giant live outdoor festival like it, it's just a weird situation all around yeah so thankfully the silly gimmicks ended on friday and yes. a band started the day well at least the first band that i saw on the stream was a band called white collar and they actually were the winners for the battle of for the big stage winner and man, that band was fucking incredible. The lead singer and lead guitarist was 17 years old, and holy shit, he could play guitar. Yep, like it, it was. It was just incredible to see somebody that young and that talented. Like he, he was so good with the guitar. That was a good one. Well, actually, and by the way, White Collar is spelled. I don't even know why they did this. I'm guessing there's another White Collar band out there or something. But White Collar is W H I T three, and then C O L L R. These kids in their tech speak. 
<laughs> I do want to point out a couple other bands we saw on Friday that were that were fantastic. Yeah, a, a quick I, I note just, that just, it just started the day with that, and it was it, it just kind of set the tone for the whole weekend. And I, I felt, yeah. yeah, that's it's that was a good it was a good one. My day started with Austin Mead, whose album I listened to a little bit earlier this year. And the main note I want to make about him for people to, you know, if you want to check him out, Mead, M-E-A-D-E, is that he has a track called Happier Alone that I feel like should be a huge rock radio hit. Um, so maybe check that out if you're if you're interested in itch recommendations. But then we also had a dude we were really looking forward to, and that is Zero 936. I already had the pleasure of seeing his set live once, and he didn't disappoint again. He had a lot of energy. He was dealing with some sound issues. Yes. Um, and he still handled it like a champ. Like he was he was funny about it because he's like, hey, I'm just delaying, guys. Uh, just just killing time. <laughs> Nothing's working. We just got here two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> they really made the most of it. And and you could tell. I mean, he's a passionate dude and a very talented dude. And, you know, with a, a sound setup that was working better, he would have been a very, very good set to see. Yeah. And it was it was funny because so we just got finished watching Zero. And is, so I guess it, it is from what, it, what we could tell is it is pronounced Aaron Jones. It is. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. After Zero was Aaron Jones. But before then, they go to the the uh, what what are those guys called the space zebra guys <laughs> and like right as soon as it cuts from the zebra the the zero show like i hear leave him alone aaron brummett from bees and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> i got called out in the stream like as a joke yeah because i, I said that zero nine three six looked like professional wrestler he's slater <laughs> and bees is like leave him alone he's got kids <laughs> and then dan was like did aaron just get name dropped on, on the stream <laughs> i'm like yes because my real name is also my twitch handle because i wasn't feeling like being cute about it when i made that profile <laughs> it was just really funny i was just i was like taken back it's like, whoa he just said his name I'm, yeah yeah not, not, not expecting that I want to know your thoughts on aaron jones i want to mention i i saw him a couple of weeks ago in grand rapids uh he was doing a headliner set I got fatigued at that one a little bit as well, but I mean, cause he literally played the entire child of the state album nice. and then a couple others, a couple covers. He does just an absolutely fantastic cover of Nirvana's breed, which is one of my favorite Nirvana songs. And then they closed that set with purple rain as an encore, which is a lot of fun because Prince is obviously a huge influence yeah. on Aaron Jones and he's, he's a big fan and you could tell. <laughs> yeah. The set was great. They, they were really awesome um I, I was watching that one on my phone because i was still working at the time but i i did have like headphones in so i could listen to it as loud as possible there you go <laughs> aaron jones is so just absurdly talented and his whole band he's got i like when bands have individual identities and aaron yeah. jones is clearly the band leader but he <laughs> has he had a whole band. He's got a, his other guitarist pretty much looks like a, a male model. And that's like, he calls him that or something. Didn't he? The yeah, Jamaican, that, the Jamaican model. He calls it something like that. I'm like, that is a beautiful man right there. <laughs> his bassist is just this funny, sl slightly older than the rest of them, dude, um, who had he when I saw him live, I swear the whole, throughout the whole night, he was trying to make eye contact with every person in the crowd. I thought that was awesome of him. Um, and then their drummer is <laughs> a very large man that likes to not wear a shirt <laughs> yeah and he this looked was very comfortable just, he was very comfortable up there they just all looked like they fit together so well and they all had their own individual looks and personalities and aaron was a great band leader the dude just kind of oozes cool so yeah this set it was i actually almost would say i like this shorter set a little better just because i was so tired the time that i <laughs> saw him play for like over well over an hour but that's not a knock on them they sounded great the whole time i just I was tired. And this time I was like, ah, more condensed. You're old. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> and I yeah, had to stand for that was, whole time. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> awesome. Uh, in, in the crowd, you could tell the crowd was digging it too. Like the way that they were feeding off him. It was just awesome. They were. I didn't see, I, there was a couple bands that I think were after Aaron that I, I didn't necessarily, I did watch some of star set, but one thing I took away from them is I don't know if it was the stream 
or if it was their their band or the the set but their sound was terrible like the band sounded good itself but the actual mute like the the instruments the themselves yeah, like the, yeah. yeah the feed just sounded terrible it was yeah. like very low I, I, and i don't know like it was definitely not a knock on star set i'm gonna be honest you guys they're a band i really want to like but when i hear them i just can't bring myself to connect like it's not it doesn't work for me for some reason i want to it's just not happening I live felt, or the album i have felt that the further that band goes the the more disconnected i've become from mm. them yeah, um, they were really good when they first came out. I loved their first album. And, and actually, I think My Demons just went uh, platinum or something like that. But I, I just I don't, I don't know. I've, as they continue to put out music, it's not bad. It's just not my thing. It's they've gone more and more electronic. And it's just it just seems too uh, studio made. Yeah, that's fair. Let's move on to a band that I will say that I don't know if connect with is the right word but a band that impressed me that i'd never really paid much attention to before and that was ice nine kills uh they just put out an album welcome to horrorwood a, a couple weeks ago i believe yeah this is a band i would not really been familiar with other than i kind of know their shtick which is that they love them some horror movies and their set was so fun to watch because even though i'm not a horror movie person and i didn't know their music very much essentially every song they would make slight transitions to their their get up to sort of signify like a different style or, uh, or vibe of like a horror film yeah it was it was a very theatrical show it was really it was really awesome yeah they start the show dressed up in the suits they look super dapper they're they're american psycho is what yes. they're kind of going for yeah. and then as the show goes on they start getting i was hoping and kind of well I was kind of guessing that they would end up like covered in some type of Fago or something and like just looking messed up. They didn't. They took off their coats and they got sweaty and, you know, more disheveled. But largely they had different masks and stuff like that. But uh, for for almost every song and they were just they were wild to watch. They had a lot of presence and charisma. Yeah. And, you know, their new album is kind of like that, too. If It's a lot of fun, especially if you end up watching it on like YouTube, because then you can see the music videos and there's a lot of the music videos are very theatrical as well. They're very put together. They have a lot to do with the storyline that they're trying to tell in that album. The album itself is not my thing. I'm not a huge fan of screaming. So, I mean, it's it's decent, especially if you like the screaming kind of stuff. And it's it's very well put together. It's very uh, dramatic and, and it tells a, a good story. But um, hmm. And I, and their their live set did too. I, I I was definitely impressed with them. I I would if if they were with another band I wanted to see. I wouldn't mind seeing them live just because they did put on such a great set. But I'm I'm not a huge fan. I just like listening to the music on the radio. Yeah, and we were actually supposed to see them with Five Figure Death Punch uh, a year ago. Oh, huh. that would have been awesome. Bummer. <laughs> Dan got to see another quite scary band. Yeah. After, yeah we, we continued watching the stream after Ice Nine Kills and, and uh, the band that went after that. Well, uh, Beartooth was OK. I didn't see much of them. They're not my thing either. Yeah, they're too screamy. Uh, and then Butcher Babies played after them. And man, I, 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 don't, I hate their music. I can't stand the screaming. Like I said, <laughs> good Lord, the lead singers of Butcher Babies are smoking hot. And, and okay <laughs> and the one thing that i will say like it's it's just so funny because like every time i see that band i i just sit there and think like for one i i it's 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 amazes me how two very very gorgeous women can be so scary at the same damn time <laughs> uh because if you hear their voices like they they got some some screams behind them they got some girth behind their voice uh they have amazing voices it's just not my thing and the other thing is too is like i would i would not want to date a woman that can scream like that because like if you get into an argument with her like you're gonna have to just leave the damn house like she's gonna scream you out of the house like, <laughs> you can't just, just scream so loud your ears are pierced like ah you win you win i'm sorry i'm sorry what did I, I don't even know what i did just i'm sorry just stop screaming at me um but no they, they were entertaining they have great stage presence uh but just not my thing like i'm just not into the screaming thing pennywise was was very entertaining as well it's it's always funny to see like old punk rockers like try to keep up and do stuff and social distortion was kind of the same way like we got to watch them uh it was just it was just awesome seeing you know some old punk guys and my wife really dug it because she's she was, a big punk fan yeah she's been a huge punk fan her entire life so i'm glad she enjoyed those i i watched i kind of like they were more background for me i wasn't paying active attention and i never really have been able to 
get into Pennywise. Social Distortion, I appreciate because they have like a rockabilly edge to their punk rock. And like they either one of their most famous songs is their cover of Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. Yeah. Yep. And it's great. And so I like I appreciate their vibe. It's a cool vibe, but uh, they're not. I didn't get to actually watch all each of those ones all the way through. And so Saturday was like the streaming mountaintop. Once I saw the schedule for the streaming schedule for Saturday, I I, I was so excited that my mom was coming to pick up the kids because <laughs> well, here it is calendar. I literally, today. yeah, because <laughs> we had plans like, and I was like, well, uh, let's push these plans back. <laughs> like, yeah, this is now my plan <laughs> uh, because on that day, it started with a band called Broken Love, who I had never heard of. They were great. They were really freaking awesome live. Um, just really, really good musicians, really good singer who had a voice that kind of reminded me a little bit of a mix between like uh, Claudio from uh, Coheed and Cambria. Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. 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 They, they were really good. I got some Cornell vibes from him. I yeah. thought I thought yeah, he had some of that going on. Too. Yeah, they had they did really did have a great set. They had an album come out last year called well, self-titled album, and they also just released a new single called Dead Weight. Coheed also has a new single. If you're interested yes. in Coheed, they were not a, a couple of singles. Yeah, they're doing some stuff now. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> After Broken Love was a band called Fame on Fire, who I thought was good. They're not like the greatest. It took a little bit for their singer to kind of warm up. He mm. was terrible at first, but um, by the end of the set, they did really good. And they covered a song. Oh, I can't remember the song off the top of my head, but they did a good job of the cover. I can't remember what song they covered, but it was, it was pretty entertaining. Uh, and then you told me to look out for Dead Poet Society, so we did. Dead Poet Society. So did did you enjoy that one? Yeah, I thought they were great. Um, we were eating lunch at the time, <laughs> so I, I was I was still paying attention because, like I said, I, you know the surround sound was on. I couldn't not hear it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, their set reinforced what I thought from when yeah. Casey and I saw them, and from the album is that they have this interesting twang in a lot of their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. In some ways, they're like an incredibly thick, heavy country band. I would almost call them almost um, in certain almost. aspects. Yeah, in some aspects, they're just because there's I don't know, just some of that guitar playing it in a very good way. I mean, this not not in a modern country. We've established our thoughts on those kind of things, but they're cool. And and I I mentioned to KC, I was like, I want like something about is this guy going to drop an F bomb between every song? That's <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, Oh my God, he curses more than I do. He did. <laughs> yeah, well, he I does. think there was one or two times he didn't, but he def between a song and I was like, Oh, he broke the streak, but, uh, <laughs> but he made up for it in the other breaks. So, <laughs> yes. so I'm glad you got to see, you've now gotten to see um, most of that tour that Casey and I saw last month. Yeah. Or yeah. all of that tour. Yeah. He yeah, didn't unfortunately miss Teenage Wrist, but but he got oh, right, right, right. and then we'll we'll get to the other ones in a minute. But we also had the return of Sick Puppies. They were awesome. Oh my god, I miss that band so much. They sounded fucking great. Me and Hannah were rocking out because that's one of her favorite bands, and like we did, we we had it blasted. They played a lot of the stuff off of Fury, which makes sense because that's the singer um, that's with mm-hmm. the band now mm-hmm. is the one that was on that album. But I'm just hoping that this is a sign of them kind of get back in the studio and making some more music. Yeah. Cause th- what, what that show proved is they are great at making the heavy music. And that's one reason why they split and went their different ways with that lead singer, because he kind of wanted to do the more melodic stuff. And, and the bassist was like, no, I, I enjoy rocking out. Like that's our thing. Like we do awesome when we rock out. And so like they, they killed it. They played their best songs. Um, you know, they finished with you're going down uh, it was it was just a great, great set from Sick Puppies. Did you get a chance to see them, Aaron? Yeah, I saw Sick Puppies. They were surprising to me that they were on this festival because like you kind of yeah. mentioned, like you, you mentioned missing them. They're a band that's that's been fairly dormant for a while. And so it was like they just like kind of came out of the woodworks. And I think this I don't know for sure, but I think this was the only festival they were booked for this year. At least one I of think few. so too. It definitely it's, didn't know, didn't tour through St. Louis. I can tell you. Yeah. That. So it was like a sick puppy sighting is what it was. Yeah. And so, you know, I had kind of forgotten about them. I remember liking them a, a decent amount at one point. And so, you know, hearing what's the song going down. One of us is yeah, going down. War. Yeah, war. Yeah, war. Going down and war. And yeah. A couple of those. I was like, oh, that's cool. I remember this. And, uh, yeah. They had some, they had a great set. They they did. I enjoyed every one of them because it was just, like every song that they played. I was like, oh, well, you know, I bet you they're gonna play odd one. And then they started playing odd one. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I'm a sucker for us 
for Australians. So that was cool. That was yeah. Now, I will say the one thing flavor. that my only thing that happened during Sick Puppies is like the technical director was on coke during that band or something because <laughs> they could not focus on one person or one shot at all. And I get that you're trying to you know match the energy of the band and the and the music, but like you know when when she's playing a couple of her her awesome bass riffs like that's where the camera should be focused and sick puppies is a three-person band there there was not one shot the entire concert of all three members in the same shot <laughs> it, it, it was beyond frustrating that whoever the hell was shooting this or, or the, at least the technical director was just telling them to like just oh go to shot five yeah. okay six seven all right three camera, two camera like, one just, camera yeah, two camera three camera one shouting camera. out lottery numbers <laughs> yeah quick camera cuts are are they're something frustrating I mean, by and large, I give these guys credit. The quality, I mean, the video quality was obviously high, even when the audio wasn't. And most of them were filmed pretty well, but a couple of them, they had yeah. these kind of issues. That was the only one that it was really noticeable because it, it was like I wanted to focus on her playing the bass on a couple of the solos and stuff. And it's just like they just kept switching. They wouldn't even keep it on her, like uh, playing the bass for five seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like, especially with her stage presence that she has, like, they just were, I don't know. It was, they were so focused on the lead singer that they didn't show hardly anybody else in the band. And it was just frustrating, at yeah. least for that particular set. But the band killed it. They played a great set. Uh, I will say that the next band, like that, sh- that band should have just ended it. Like Fever three thirty three should have just ended the damn show. They killed it. Holy cow! They fucking killed it. <laughs> Jason is the lead singer, right, of that band? Yeah, yeah. We're Jason. so we're talking in our chat. Like I don't know how how that dude's got so much energy. I um, thought grandson was hyped up. This dude, yes. he never stops moving. He was running the entire set. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Just screaming, too, while doing so, like screaming his heart out. Yep. Uh, They were they were fantastic. And that's another three piece band that uh, you got Jason, the the singer. And that's all he does. He doesn't play any instruments. And then you have the guitarist who was fucking awesome, too. Mm -hmm. Like you had. And I was thinking about that while while seeing them live. It's like you have to be amazing to carry the, all the music, you know, as a, as just a drummer and a guitarist. And then you, know, you got the singer too, but like, there's a lot of music that that band puts out for just three people. Yeah. I, I will say for this set, I was glad you got to see it. There was a, it was very similar to the set that they did at riot. Um, probably the same identical tracks, but he's, he's got things that he does. You know, he likes yeah. to like throw the microphone stand around and run around with this super long cord mic and get it tangled and stuff. Sometimes he likes to like build stuff with the speakers and whatever crap is on stage <laughs> and and jump off and jump off of it. And at some point in 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 the first show I saw Matt and also in this one, he ended up way out yeah. like, behind <laughs> the crowd. Just running. He just runs through the crowd at the end of the set and ends up miles away. <laughs> This time he had he was standing on top of a car at the end of the set, which was kind of awesome. Yeah, I think it was like an ambulance, wasn't it? It might have. It might have been. Yeah, he 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 just was going off like just all kinds of energy, and then he's yeah, he's on top of the, a car at the end of the set, and just was on the other side of the whole freaking venue, from what I understand. Yeah, and he and he he kind of I think he also is a guy who kind of has his his speeches down a little bit. He's very, but he's very eloquent. I feel like in the way that he that he states things. And yeah. so, you know, there's there's this one point where he pauses to kind of, um, you know, shout out to women. And at, in yeah. the set, there's one point where he does kind of a shout out. Uh, thank you to the rock world for for being so welcoming to people of color and like his own band and stuff like that. Uh, he did the same stuff at the other one. So and that's not necessarily a complaint. You know, you got a new audience like they haven't seen it before. And if it's you believe it's important, then do it. You know, give the same speech. It's fine. This was wild. Just seeing it with that many people, though. Yeah, it, they were great. And like it, it, what I was I thought was great was like as soon as the set ended, like the guys from Space Zebra were just like, whoa, oh, my God, the energy like they were <laughs> flipping their lids. <laughs> it's just like and, and that's like you could see that he had the energy. You could feel it. But then that's the thing is like you don't quite get the same, uh, you know, feeling from from those types of performances as is if you were there. Yeah. And so I. I I recommend like, I, you know, if you could see them live, they put on one hell of a show. And I, just from seeing that, I, I can't wait to see them live. 
it's funny too because like right after them you had your your traditional kind of rock band with the Treyu coming out uh they put on a great show they had a good set i thought they played a lot of crap from their new last two albums which made sense because that's kind of the lineup change that they went through yeah, yeah. transition and, and focus more on the stuff with the new lineup it makes sense yeah. and then maybe a couple of the big old hits obviously yeah, uh, and w- one thing I will say, my favorite takeaway from the Atreyu set was they did play Right Side of the Bed. I I was fucking loving that, which is like an old, old, old Atreyu song. I want to note, if you go back through the archives here, you will find a number of the bands that we've talked about. Teenage Wrist, Grandson, uh, Zero was very recent, in fact. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Dead Poets, Fever, Atreyu. Um, we've talked about most of these bands in previous episodes and usually those band names are somewhere in the title. Uh, so if you're interested in learning more about that and you haven't heard those ones, scroll back through the archives a little bit. Yes. Same goes for this next one we're about to talk about. Yeah. Who I, uh, I felt like was my headliner of the day because as soon as this band played, I was like, all right, let's go do something. Let's go get some, eat something to eat. Let's enjoy <laughs> not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's topping that we're out. Yeah, so Badflower uh, was on, and wow, they were they were just great. They always put on a great set. They they played a lot of stuff from their new album, uh, which I didn't necessarily get to see when I saw them live earlier this year. So it was just awesome seeing that stuff live. Yeah, but like even on the big stage, like he just has a he's just he's just has that stage presence and just knows the funny things to say, right? Uh, and and just it, it was was really really entertaining. It was a great set. Oh, yeah, it was it was again what I saw of it. I missed a little bit of, of the set, to be honest, because that was when I was trying to sort out the pay-per-view order to get that <laughs> to get that that full gear. But um, I was keeping it on to, to watch. But I was just I was working on something at the same time, um, which I didn't mind since I had just seen them in person recently. Yeah. And so um, right. their set doesn't disappoint. They are very theatrical. He's um he's just a very interesting, like kind of self-deprecating uh, humor from the Did stage. He seems sick this time. Um, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a dude that always looks. He is a dude that always a little bit makes you worry about him. Well, I but know, he didn't but look physically ill. He didn't. He didn't <laughs> blow his nose after every song. No, they nope. weren't playing snotcore this set. <laughs> <laughs> so they were so fun. I, I, I definitely. I remember. I saw a Stalker, which is just he. He makes it the, even creepier than it already is um, <laughs> yes. when he plays that song with just the antics and stuff. And, and the, I, I think I texted Dan that, that, that final breakdown at the end of that song where they come back is just probably one of the coolest things in all of bad flowers discography. Well, and like I, I had it so loud in my fucking house. I'm surprised I didn't get my neighbors <laughs> called the cops on me. <laughs> Sound like, ordinance violations. For yeah. I, oh my God. Yeah. Cause like I truly acted like that was the headliner. Like I had, it. you know, we had all the lights off. We had the TV on like, oh yeah, super loud. I was, I was there to enjoy it. I was up, I was standing up enjoying it in my living room. Like I was in front of the damn band because I, I get to see them again at Ship Rocked and I, I'm super excited. Like that, I think that's becoming one of my favorite bands very quickly. Yeah. And what I thought was very interesting about their set, they finished their set with 30, which I just thought was kind of hilarious. It's not like one of their big singles, but I, I, it just kind of gave me the impression he really does not like being 30 years old. Mm-hmm. A common theme in his songs is a real dread of aging. Yes, and so yeah, but playing that track about about turning thirty and how much he hates it is—I was a little surprised that they closed with that as well. But uh, but they they slayed the performance. So yeah, and so I mean, we kind of caught a, a little bit of asking Alexandria, um, and I, that was the last that because I went and saw the Eternals that night. So um, yeah, I just. Uh, bad flower. I didn't think. Basically, looking at asking Alexandria, Lamb of God, and stained. I didn't think anybody was going to top bad flowers. So I was just like, yep, I'm done. We're, we're good. That's the night. I'm good. <laughs> the itch is already established. Um, a, a neutral disinterest in lamb of God. They're almost, a, almost a running joke for us. Cause we got, we got our, one of our pals and listeners. That's a huge fan. <laughs> and we've reportedly told him that like, we get that they're a good band, but they're just not the itch's thing. Not our yeah. Band. And I mean, there was a lot of bands like that. This, this, you know, like yeah. I said earlier with, uh, butcher babies and bear tooth. I didn't think that they were bad. It's just not my thing. Right. And then yeah. stained. I mean, I'll go on record as saying they have not been my thing for 20 years. 
I wouldn't have minded watching them if I was around, but I wasn't going to stick around because, I, you know, like I said, we didn't have kids. I was going to make a damn night of it. Yeah. <laughs> and you did. You, you, made the, you made the right call. You, that, yeah. that, you peaked with Bad Flower, and, and you, that was a good choice. Yeah, and I was almost not even wanting to watch it on Sunday just because I didn't think that any, any of the bands would, would <laughs> pique my interest as much as Bad Flower. And I don't think that they did top that performance, but I will say that there was definitely some good performances on, on Sunday that, that were worth mentioning. I actually started watching the the day with Goodbye June. I'd never heard of that oh, band. Yeah. And I was blown away. Like yeah. they're another kind of blues blues influenced band and, and it was just like, wow, this is really good. I I loved the diversity of the bands playing on this set. Um so before Goodbye June there was a band called Survive the Sun that was on there and they were this like screechy vocal like metal sound and then Goodbye June comes out there and they're just like classic rock swagger. They really have yeah. this like throwback vibe and they were a lot yeah, of fun. And so it was so funny to me to see them, those two artists back to back. So that's definitely a band that's on our radar now that yeah. I had never heard of them either, but they, they were impressive. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then after that fire from the gods came out and, and they were great. Uh, you know, it was funny cause um, I, I don't know if he's just really loud. He's a little bit hard to understand sometimes when he's mm. singing live. Cause he's just so loud. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily the venue or or what, but like uh, that was my my only complaint about their set is just he's he's just really loud. He's he's got a bolsterous voice. Yeah, he does. They're another one of those bands that I want to like more than I genuinely like. And after seeing Fever, which has what I would call a similar-ish sound and a similar-ish like message and vibe, I was comparing them a lot to each other to be honest. Then Fever was hard to beat. So I, I agree with that. And I think one of the reasons why is because I think fire from the God ended up playing a lot of their uh, songs off their first album or their earlier stuff, mm. which is more kind of hardcore stuff as opposed to the stuff off their most recent album, which is kind of reggae metal. And, and it reminds me more of like skin dread than, than what right. the right. previous album did. Yeah. Their fire from the God set was heavier than I expected. And I yeah. expected them. They are a fairly heavy band, but this was like, it was, it was super heavy. They were, but nuts. I think, I mean, you know, just because of a couple of the bands that were playing on that particular stage, like War and, uh, you know, I think Code Orange was on that same stage. So, oh, man, <laughs> I, I think that's the kind of the reason why they chose maybe a heavier set. They they did. And then I, I don't know if you watched the one after this, but I want to make note of, of this band called Avoid. They impressed me as well. And they're not a sound that I suspect that you guys would like that much and to be honest they're not a sound that i expected myself to like as much but <laughs> i did um i don't know how to describe them it was closer to hardcore it was just so much it was heavy it was very heavy but it was also a lot of jumping around and some stuff that's kind of hard to understand but it also was a little bit poppy in there somewhere i mean it was ridiculously heavy i was entertained by them because they had so much energy each member of the band had different color hair <laughs> they um they they have a relationship with nascar like their band has some kind of connection i think they've been on like some like video games or something like that and so like they were wearing like nascar pants and like one dude had a dale earnhardt t-shirt on and they're playing at the daytona speedway and so i was like you guys you guys came prepared for <laughs> for the environment here <laughs> and so <laughs> i really appreciated what they were doing with that and so uh avoids a band that i am not going to avoid in fact but i'm going to look into more further <laughs> yeah by this time my mom brought the kids back uh ah. so my uh concert experience was cut short and i missed a lot of the bands throughout most of the afternoon i made the kids watch fire from the gods um and That's fair. and then yeah and then like when other bands went on like dance, Gavin dance and sleeping with sirens and uh, I, code orange. I did, I did pull up code orange a little bit, but th that wasn't my thing either. Yeah. So, Casey and I talked about code orange a good while ago. And it was another one of those bands where like, I get that there's something kind of special here, but I can't say that I personally enjoy listening to it. Agreed. Um, but uh, I mean, there was a couple of notable things. I thought sleeping with sirens had a pretty cool sound. I didn't care for his vocals. It's not, that's not my style, but, uh, but they were there. And uh, kind of doing their thing. There was a band called Hero, the band that I'm going to be keeping an eye out on. Um, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance. You you had sent a message like to check them out, but I, I unfortunately was was wrestling kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're one to keep an eye on. I'm gonna I'm gonna be checking them out a little bit more as well. 
And then I think, I mean, I don't know how far into the evening you went on that one, but for me, there was one dude who came out after Sleeping with Sirens who was was really the main event of Sunday. After Sleeping with Sirens, there was two more artists that I watched. One of them was a guy who I think took the cake for the whole day, and the other was a band that had the most buzz in the Twitch chat throughout the entire weekend. Let's talk about that second band first and then go back to the other one. And so the band with buzz is, is the warning and the, the warning has gotten a lot of play on radio. And and I thought they put on a great set. And so for one, the warning is a band of three sisters, the youngest being like yeah. 16, the oldest being 21. And they're from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so like, my, and they all sing, including the drummer. Yeah. The, the drummer is actually the main singer. And yeah. it's like when we we're watching, I was like, where the hell is the singing coming from? Why does it sound so weird? <laughs> uh, and yeah. that's that's why I think that they fell victim to the same thing that Star Set fell. Or maybe they're on the same damn stage. Who knows? But like they just didn't have like the the, the band sounded good. I felt like just, but the just sound just didn't sound there. It just didn't yeah. sound that great. The mix was off for a number of bands, and the warning suffered from that as yes. well. That was the one set that I was able to locate trying to catch up and possibly see any of this stuff. But a lot of it I couldn't find. Yeah. But I did see some of the warning set and I don't really know what the deal was, but it, the sound wasn't that great in my opinion, especially for the vocals. Yeah. They're yeah. clearly very talented and very likable. They did a, a little interview conversation after the show. And actually our friend Jay from the hook rocks mm-hmm. podcast did an interview with them earlier this year. That was a lot of fun. And obviously they've got a very passionate fan base. Their very people so. were, yeah, their people were in that chat, hyping up the warning Thursday and Friday. And their set wasn't <laughs> even until Sunday. Yep. They probably yeah, stayed up 72 hours waiting for that set. And, and they were great. I mean, I, I, I liked them a lot. Yeah, I thought because which I didn't even know this, but apparently they were on the Blacklist album with uh, another singer. They covered uh, one of the Metallica songs. Oh, let's mm. check that out, too. Yeah, it's it's a decent cover. But yeah, I thought they were very impressive. And like, you know, you said it definitely intrigued me to look more into them. And then the night finished with with Jelly Roll. And so to make sure that I could see his set, because this is an artist who I just really have recently kind Mm -hmm. of found, I guess. And more and more I listen to him, the more and more I really do like him. So I knew that he was playing Sunday night and I had the time I'd sent it to Aaron and and Casey in the chat. So I had I had an alarm set, basically, to make sure that I could see his set. (laughs) I'm not even joking. And so (laughs) I like Yeah. I put something on the TV and was like, here, watch this, kids. I'm watching my phone. And then I put my, I put my headset in. And, ha- and Hannah was like, well, can I can I watch it? And so she put in like the other be- headset. So we're sitting there like watching our my phone together so we could watch Jelly Roll. And he was he was great. I mean, it was not how I wanted to experience the concert, obviously. Yeah. But hey, I, I got to do what I can. Yeah. You at least got to experience it. Yes, and he was great. He was phenomenal. Like, he had a great, uh, fantastic singing voice. Jelly Roll, we discussed him um, a couple episodes back. Yeah, Yeah, in the Limp Biscuit episode. And uh, now they get name dropped in here. (laughs) But Jelly Roll is sort of like, almost almost like a country rapper. He definitely has some southern, a lot of southernness to him. He sings a lot about redemption and, and his vices and those kind of things and the things he has to do to cope with the day. He's a big man, hence Jelly Roll being his name. And he is a man that is full of soul. Well, he's from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, he's a he's yeah. and he's big on that. We mentioned in that episode that a lot of his collaborations are with fellow Tennessee rappers. But the the man he he has a vibe up there. Yeah, and I mentioned this on on the podcast that we were on. I feel like Jelly Roll is the type is like a minor leaguer that's just been in the minor leagues for all these years, and he's just now getting called up to the big leagues and making the most out of his opportunity. And that's what I saw. Like that's one thing that was so cool about his set was he was just taken back by how many people were there to see him, how invested everybody was in this show and in the set, and he fed off that energy. And it was it was just made for a great concert. Yep, he was a gem. It was a good way to to kind of close out the night for me. I know there was some more after that. I don't know how much of it you stayed around to watch. I I was done I after to, those. After those I, I had to put the kids to bed during Anthrax. I did see a, a little bit of the ending of their set, but um, I will say that it was awesome that um, somehow I guess the management or whatever was of the bands Rob Zombie and Disturbed was kind enough to mm-hmm. let uh, Danny Wimmer Presents play three songs from their sets, each one of their sets. And so I did catch those and, and it was awesome. Like they just, you know, it just reminds you why those bands are the legacy bands that they are. Yeah. 
they yeah. always put on a great show. David Draymond sounded fantastic. And it was it, there's three songs that I got to see were just fucking amazing. <laughs> so we had ourselves a weekend. Let's just let's just put it that way. We yeah, it was it was a great weekend of music. And while I was definitely musicked out by the end of Sunday, I, I can't say how much I truly appreciated being able to experience this without having to pay an arm and a leg or to uh, break an arm and a leg being there. <laughs> so super huge shout out again to to Twitch and to Danny Wimmer for sense and everybody who was involved in the production of all that 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 allowed us to experience a, a huge chunk of a music festival for free in high quality in our living rooms. Yes, it was awesome. <laughs> Do it more, please. We need more. I love it. Yeah. And I'm still super happy for Casey for getting to see Full Gear, which is honestly one of the most memorable pay-per-views that I've seen in ages aw keeps on knocking it out the park and so that was a i'm glad you got to have that experience with chandler yeah shout out to chandler too yeah <laughs> shout out to chan yeah. and uh um shout out to uh jay lethal for getting signed to a bigger company that's that's pretty sweet <laughs> props to jay lethal <laughs> so we yeah we had a weekend it was great i realized we just dropped a ton of bands in there i'll probably find a way to list it somewhere in case you're interested in checking them out We'll tag everybody. We will yeah. tag them all. Man, this is going to be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and so I hope that you got, you know, our, our best blessings and wishes to you on the new year, getting to see a bunch of these bands live yourselves, as, as well as us getting to see a bunch of them live ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So before we wrap it up, though, you know, Aaron, you know, we kind of talked about this beforehand, but I don't think we actually named names. But so what what was your favorite performance of the weekend? And did you have like a second or a third? Um, man, of the week of the whole weekend is tough. Uh, well, you can go by day then. I mean, if that makes it easier, I think by day, I, th- I think that Sarah might have actually been it. That Sarah and Dorothy were a dead heat for me on fr- on Thursday, Friday. I got to go with Aaron because Zero had the had the tech issues, and because of my unfamiliarity with Ice Nine Kills, I think if I were already a fan of that band, I would have. They might have won me over for for set of the day and even though i've seen them both recently i think fever and bad flower gotta go bad flower for saturday and then sunday i think personally i might go with avoid i know jelly roll was was great but avoid was just so interesting to me that and their sound they just had such an interesting sound um, I'm very curious to go listen and see how that sounds. Uh, the studio versions of those tracks sound because live they were just they were just nuts. It was pure chaos in in a great way. You know, and, and so I'll get to my favorites too. But I also wanted to mention, like, I had a surprise band of each day too. Like hmm. every day, I was just like, wow! Like th- there was every single day there was a band that blew me away. On Thursday, that was Dorothy. I had never heard of this band. They were great live. They had great stage presence. She was fantastic singer. Um, and definitely want to, you know, made intrigue me to look more into them. My favorite of the day on Thursday was Cypress Hill. They mm. put on one fucking hell of a set. Like I was blown away because like I have Cypress Hill's greatest hits and I'm not, you know, I'm kind of your your casual fan to where, yeah, I have their greatest hits, but I'm not into like every single Cypress Hill song. I've seen them live a couple of times, but, you know, I enjoyed them more so when they were with uh, uh, Prophets of rage so yeah 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 to see them play live and like know every single song and like they finished it exactly how you would no actually they finished it better than i fucking would have expected because they played insane with the membrane and you're like man I, that was just great set and they're like no we're not done we're gonna finish it with house of pain bitches and it's just like what no <laughs> way <laughs> oh man uh, I, like i i'm not even joking like i said i had the surround sound really loud my house was bumping and my kids were supposed to be asleep didn't care hey speaking was, of house was, of pain i was bumping <laughs> shout out again to everlast yes <laughs> yes and so friday the the band that was a surprise to me was white collar like they were just so good i i had no idea who they were and that that kid was amazing at guitar um and my favorite of the day was uh, yeah a ron jones he was just awesome great up and down yep saturday surprise of the day was broken love agreed and and best band by and far my whole entire concert was bad flower they were just great 
everything I expected. Fever 333 also surprised me just because I, I never expected to have so much energy from a uh, show on, you know, from a concert on TV. <laughs> yeah, that is a very accurate point. And uh, as you mentioned, a lot of this, I'm really I'm glad something that makes me happy is that that KC got to see a, a number of these artists as well, including that one recently. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you did miss this. But you got to see it in person as well. And as we discussed in that episode, yes, it lives up to the hype. Yeah. yeah and then on Sunday, the surprise was goodbye June and the warning for me. Um, and, and Jolly Roll was my favorite. He was he was great. Yeah. The Fire from the Gods was really good, too. But like you said, they were just a little bit heavier than I was anticipating them being. Uh, you know, they didn't play that much off of their most recent album than I thought they would have. So the itch has a lot, uh, a lot to think about here. A lot on our plate. <laughs> We're going to start putting together our um, best of 2021 shortly. And there's some uh, artists on here whose albums will be on there. And some yeah. artists that I still haven't checked out yet whose albums might be on there. Yeah. So yeah, lots of music. There's an outstanding rock sampler. Yeah. Rockville was. <laughs> so, so thank you to Rockville. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for streaming it, and it was it was just a blast. So let us know what you think. Did you get a chance to see them? If you did, what was the surprise bands for you, and what was your favorite's performances? I'm going to throw this out there before you wrap it up. As Christmas comes, The Itch has merchandise, including shirts and a number of other things. You can find that at itchrocks.com if you're a fan, and if you want to help us afford to buy gifts for our families, um, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. It's the holiday season coming up. Be one of the cool kids and wear it at a concert. (laughs) That is exactly right. I mean, this we're officially into the holiday season because this episode's going to air after Black Friday. So go out there and get your shop on if that's your thing. And don't forget, if you didn't get enough of us, you can now listen to our radio show every Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. on 891thewood.com and streaming through TuneIn Radio. Just Google it. You'll you'll find a place. We'll be playing a bunch of the bands that we just talked about without commercials, and it'll be awesome. Central Standard Time, KCLC. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.